Welcome to the My Life is the Medicine podcast, where we get off the never-ending search for more and take an inward gaze to find how our lives have already taught us profound truths. Rather than turning outward to experts or gurus, we talk with ordinary people and reflect inwardly about the life journey and everything felt, thought, and experienced along the way. Join us in casual conversation and reflective dialogue to discover how simply living a normal life, reflecting on our own life experiences, has already given us all the expertise we need. Hosted by Chuck Hancock, an ordinary human who has lived life in many roles, like psychotherapist, software engineer, school teacher, orphan, adoptee, father, brother, mentor, coach, ceremonialist, and more. Chuck is a weaver of wisdom from modern day psychology to ancient wisdom of indigenous and European roots, creating alchemy from everyday modern American life. Welcome, Devin. I'm so grateful that you have taken the time to come and chat with me today on My Life is the Medicine. Uh, <laughs> so welcome, Devin Brady. Uh, so start by telling us a little bit about, you know, where you're coming from, where you're at in life, uh, orient us to the place in which you sit right now. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I happened upon you. This is a strange occurrence on a Google image search and your, <laughs> your, uh, your men's group and there was a fire with a mountain behind it. And I wasn't even searching for that kind of thing. And I just was like, wow, that's a direction that I've been going towards. And, uh, you know, I'm just was like, let me find out about this person and found this beautiful podcast and this, I, you know, this real idea that, you know, the medicine is in our, our daily lives and, and who we are, we all walk with it. So mm-hmm. yeah, just decided to reach out, took a risk. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really glad that you did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I want to hear my guess is like, this isn't the first time in your life you've reached out and taken a risk. Um, and so uh, I want to hear a little bit more about uh, what reaching and risks might have brought you to this place other than uh, this desire to connect with me. But first, would you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about uh, uh, kind of your roles and stage, uh, age, how you identify what you're doing in the world right now, just so that we know to, uh, yeah. how to orient to you? Totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm 30, 32. And, um, yeah, I'm a white male, and I'm in the, the Hudson Valley, New York. I was kind of born and raised here from Rhinebeck, and uh, now I'm over in the New Paltz area, which is better, closer to climbing and nature and outdoorsy kinds of things. So, mm. you know, welcome some slow, small geological change, and uh, um, let's see, I'm, yeah, I'm identified with yeah, being a counselor. Hmm. And um, I've really, yeah, just kind of completed my training in that field. And is a long journey and a, a big, felt like a big decision at the time 10 years ago is what it took me to, to get to this place. And um, hmm. yeah, I'm really 
yeah, just finishing that up. And so there's this question of what's next. And uh, um, I've got my, um, my birth family is, is in the area too. I spend a lot of time with them, a couple nieces, seven and 12, and two sisters, my mom. And uh, yeah, I have a partner at this time and her name's Kat, and uh, and yeah, in this moment, I'm uh, also staying, staying in a, in a friend's cabin, and, and not, not quite, I'm kind of in between worlds, and not kind of renting my own place at this time, and uh, um, yeah, going on a bit of an adventure soon, so mm. trying to put together, yeah, kind of an internal perspective on the world through you know going outward into into the greater world so it's a, hmm. quite a process and uh it is quite a process and and as we were chatting a little bit before we turned on the recording i, I think that i can really relate to that it's a ever going process for me this uh like looking internal, okay, where am I? What is my landscape now? And then what are the next external steps I can really relate? And I love that you're actually taking some time to do that in a real intentional way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about like what guides you in that process? How do you orient and make those decisions? Well, life, like life, kind of those life, these life decisions, how I'm going to do things and what's next. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's been a a real challenge for me um, throughout throughout a lot of my life process, and it's been something I've I've been developing a lot and and working on. Um, so, I mean, I've felt like somebody who wasn't really guided so well when I was young, or at least mm. in the sense of didn't feel like I really had the sense of, of elders and mentors that I could look up to or look towards and to be able to feel confident in my own decision-making in my own um, world. And so, um, you know, I, I kind of grew up as a kid who was a bit it, in some ways, a bit of a punk and <laughs> and a little like, um, yeah, just leery of the adult world and and kind of didn't want to, yeah, go a straight and narrow path, I guess. And and so, and, hmm. but it, you know, and it, and it throughout that process, I've I've felt really guided um, by something inside and and really on a search for. I just, I guess I'll just call it something, <laughs> a search for, <laughs> a search for answers or a search for uh, clarity. And yeah, I, mean, I feel like I'm always kind of searching for a clarity or that felt sense inside that, that something feels right or that I'm in the right place or I'm doing the right thing. Um, and so, so that process for me often has or has evolved into yeah really taking some time and space to go inward whether it's 
yeah, usually out in the woods, sometimes a multi-day camping trip. Sometimes a, a, a day hike is good too. Actually, when I was in my early 20s, I was doing, I was really doing more of a, a sit spot kind of thing that I hadn't really, I hadn't really heard of. I was just kind of doing it and uh, spending a lot of time talking to myself and, you know, uh, and at this point feeling like I often consult something greater within me um, and see, see what it has to say. Hmm. Yeah. That's wonderful. I mean, for, for folks that might not know what a sit spot is, uh, you know, my, my uh, relationship to it is, is simply like having a place in nature that you go back to um, fairly regularly um, and, and really pay attention to, you know, your, your senses, whether they're internal or external or both, um, and really kind of form a relationship with that spot. And it could be somewhere out in, in the deep wild and could be really on your porch, um, could mm -hmm. be in your backyard, you know, just any place in nature that you form some sort of relationship with. Is is that your uh, definition of it as well? Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, a, it's a great practice. Um, and I love what you said are like having the questions guide and and have this inner guidance and how that changes and evolves. It reminds me uh, just this past week, I've been reading um, letters to a young poet by Rilke. Do you know that book? No, I haven't read it. No, no. Uh, it's, uh, it's a wonderful book. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. I, I'd heard about it for years and I'm finally getting around to reading it. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, one of the things he says in there, like it, he's the, the premise of the book, by the way, just, uh, uh, interest you and anyone else is that this young poet writes to Rilke and says, um, you know, Hey, would you give me some feedback on, on my poetry? And the mm -hmm. first letter he's saying, He's saying, no, I can't give you any feedback on your poetry. You're, it's your poetry. You're the only one that can actually uh, say if, if your poetry is this or that. And, um, mm -hmm. and then it sets off this dialogue of um, he at one point says, you know, really live your life by the questions and let the questions guide you. And don't be so quick to answer them because the longer you let the questions go unanswered, the more you're actually going to learn. Um, that's my paraphrase of what he's saying in the book and it made me think of that as you've talked about how you've known there's something guiding you. And, and the only thing you were willing to define is seeking something. I just I loved it. <laughs> You'll learn a, a lot that way, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, so, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, it's definitely been like, uh, yeah, like kind of that, that clarity of vision or, or meaning and, my life there's always been like this sense of really wanting or craving some, some kind of sense of meaning and I think as a kid um growing up in some fairly typical ways I mean I, it's it's it was more looking to the external approval in some ways and mm -hmm. but then really finding that feeling very uh it, it kind of got debunked for me I think as a an early teen and maybe that's how it is for a lot of teens but but just starting to feel like well I'm not really I'm not really interested in in 
in material gain or I'm not really interested in being the best at, at, at certain, certain things. Cause I was only aware of certain fields, you know, at the time as a young person. And so I was uh, really disillusioned, I guess you could say, you know, I was just like, well, then what is this about? You know? And, and there wasn't really much to guide me um, hmm. really at first. And uh, yeah, I was really searching for a lot of, uh, elders and and men in my life who could be um, trustworthy and, and good mentors and um, I've just felt like I've really been searching a lot and mm -hmm. I think that's probably a common experience and you know uh, you know I felt like I found a lot through it mm -hmm. uh, and. And now it's also part of what I, I I'd like to offer to people, you know, mm -hmm. it's a, a place for that, you know, for them to grow and expand. Yeah. So you used to be disillusioned. Um, are, are you illusioned now or uh, are you still disillusioned? How, how would you describe it now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, for so as far as, yeah, I mean, being, yeah, disillusioned and kind and really, lost and kind of like what well, what's the path what is what is the way forward and, and feeling really dark and, you know and um, looking for a something that made sense or someone to explain it to me and you know I think I sometimes still find myself coming back around to this spot of like of like you know who you know kind of who outside is going to have the answer and I have to kind of rein myself back in a little bit on it <laughs> but totally yeah it's a constant but, process like i like you i've saw it a lot and uh and i i feel like i found the answer and then i feel like i've also then also had to let go of the answer many times too and, and go back to that disillusion state to keep learning so i think it's yeah. uh it's a journey yeah 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 um so would you tell us a little bit more about um I was struck by, you said a 10 year journey to get to this point of being a counselor. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a long journey. Um, what have you encountered in that journey and, and uh, how has that process evolved for you to get to this place where you're ready to offer back? It really came clear to me, I guess this was going to be a path that I really, you know, wanted to walk um, at a point in my life where I really decided or really had the, the understanding or conclusion that I really am ultimately responsible or I'm ultimately an adult who needs to or can take control and um, guide myself. You know, I was really letting life whisk me around kind of, you know, on the wind, you know, like hmm. had lots of jobs in the food industry, working in restaurants and you know, very hardworking and worked my way up through the ranks to better positions. And it's actually, you know, it's, it's really difficult work that, you know, it's just highly demanding. You know, it's difficult to have a personal life. It kind of becomes your family. And um, I had one experience where that was really expansive and another where uh, it was more of a high-end place and it, and it felt really you know, not expansive. 
<laughs> and but but in both places, I was really just doing it because it was it was something that worked, and they were happy with me, and so I didn't have to think about it, and I was just doing what made what what kind of was was easy, I'd say. And but you know, uh, part of me was really not being fed. Part of me wasn't really alive. Part of me wasn't really um, present in the world. I guess I would say I wasn't really taking my own initiative. It felt like, um, mm. and so for me, I had, uh, I, I had a, a mentor send me off to, uh, to, uh, see a friend of his who, who does, uh, some wilderness therapy, does some, uh, uh, vision fasting and uh, kind of a one-on-one -on -one experience and oh, uh, wow. yeah so I did that out in in Taos New mm. Mexico and um, I uh, spending some time in the desert talking that experience through and integrating it I really um, yeah just came to this deep sense that that I'm you know, it's, these are things that I have to, I'm ultimately in control of my life, I guess you could say, you know, I'm ultimate, I ultimately need to, to, to stand up to be an adult. Mm. And I, you know, I can, yeah, look more within for those answers, decide what I'm going to do, not just let myself be um, brought around by I me mean, by me, by, by just making people happy or, you know, like having them enjoy me being around, uh, or that I do a good job. I mean, I, I guess I'm coming to this idea that I deserve more than that. Right. I, I, if I want, right. So. Yeah. 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 So what, what I'm really getting as you're saying that is something that I've also experienced of when we're looking for that external validation, when people are telling us, hey, you do good work, you're really good at this, this is your skill, it's easy to get caught in that trap of, okay, well, this is working. Um, but that's not necessarily listening to that inner voice, that inner drive that you're talking about. And we might be missing what actually is more important and meaningful for us to do because we're being guided by what other people want us to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, I'm with you. That's such a powerful uh, pattern that we can all get sucked into. Um, and to break out of that does take a, a lot of courage. And it sounds like your seeking yeah. led you to this this mentor and uh, a vision fasting experience. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious if you can say more about uh, your fast or about your any of your involvement with nature and how that's a part of... Uh, what's helped you to grow and develop into this place that you're at now? Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've kind of been, a, you know, always, always a bit of a person um, really feeling deeply connected in the outdoors. Um, uh -huh. You know, part of my, a few of my growing up years, I'd say like four of them, you know, from like eight to 12, I lived on a horse farm and, it was a hundred acres and I got to spend a lot of time outside and go ice skating on a pond. And, you know, I kind of remember those as some of the best years in some ways and hmm. really beautiful time. Yeah. We were helping the owner. My mom was caring for the horses and uh, 
that's how we were living there. Nice. Yeah. From there, I mean, interestingly, I mean, I was, I was part of the boy scouts and, um, you know, I was one of the ones that they were, you know, I was like kind of not always in trouble, but I was always (laughs) (laughs) A, a, a risk taker, but B like, you know, wasn't afraid to to do my own thing. I kind of had that reputation and not, not, not being afraid to do my own thing. And so, um, you know, I learned a lot about some wilderness skills there, you know, got some time being outside and enjoyed that. And from there, kind of being this, this young adult, um, you know, camping um, really became a way for me to um, step outside of, of what's, what's already known or what's, um, what's already been figured out or, or for me, I'm, I find myself deeply sensitive. So mm-hmm. it helps me to be far enough from outside influences and able to connect with what's going on in nature and inside of myself so that, you know, I can really hear what's, what's going on in there and, and, and what's going on and what I'm being told from, from out there, from, from nature itself. So it's mm. me a little bit up, up until that, that vision quest as well. And the spending time outside in the, the, the sit spot doing some, some real inner healing and, um, Oh yeah. And at 18, I had tried to, move across country on my own. And then part of that trip, I went and backpacked in Montana for a week and almost froze to death. Not, not quite, (laughs) but it was, it got cold and, (laughs) and I had to bail on part of, part of it. And, uh, but it was just like part of this drive where it was like, Oh, I'm just going to take this train and get off the train and then hike into the woods. And I'm 18 and I'm like, going for it and (laughs) and uh that that hasn't stopped in some ways you know it's still um a deep way to for me to mark mark other transitions like when I finish college and I think it's going to be somehow I mark this new transition of of having full you know autonomy and licensure in my Mm. field so so it sounds like there's something in you that is intuitively known to go spend time alone in nature to help you connect more and listen more and mark transitions. And then something led you to have a guided experience of a vision fast. Uh, mm-hmm. How can you, t- what's the difference uh-huh. and, and how did you know it was time to seek a guide there? Um, well, I, I had, a, I have, haven't had a, like a long time therapist and, and mentor. Um, And I mean, he kept it very non-directive in a sense. Uh, He just told me to maybe connect with this person because I had vacation time and how was I going to spend it? And it was uh, this other, this, this point, right. Of, of making choices in my life. And for me, like having this, this free time, or even back then, like having a weekend day where I didn't have anything to do is, was very, abysmal and like Mm. almost anxiety provoking and just really hard for me to to know how to spend those those free moments or or even a week off 
was, you know, <laughs> is it was, however, I'm still this whole being, but I, you know, I had a, a traumatic experience as a, as a kid on a vacation and, hmm. and feel like I've learned, I learned from that experience to, to not think too much about myself or not, not be, be selfish or, or that it's hmm. silly to not be productive, you know, in some sense. Hmm. So, yeah. So sorry to interrupt. Would you, so would you be willing to say more about sure. what that traumatic experience was and, and yeah. how, how it manifested those lessons, which are unhealthy yeah, beliefs, yeah. right? By the way, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, right, right. But, yeah. Yeah. What happened? So, yeah. So for me, I was um, 10 or 11 and, you know, my, my dad has been um, not a big part of my life. Um, I mean, he's, he was, you know, and, and of course the absence of a father is a big part of your life. Right. In the absence of anybody. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, when I was really young, he was, I, I mean, I, I'd say if I was, I was like three or four when my parents got divorced, um, due to his alcoholism and hmm. I'd been seeing him on weekends for years. Right. And went on vacation with him once in a while. He'd take me skiing and take me um, to the beach. And, and um, so this time at the beach in Ocean City, Maryland, um, you know, we would take a week in the summer to do this. And I, I'd never seen him drink before anyway. And so um, we were, yeah, we were at, it was me and him at the beach and I was, yeah, playing in the ocean and uh, came out and uh, he was just a very different person. Um, if I'm speaking from that perspective of this child, he was very different. And right. his, he was like telling me these very almost angry stories that didn't even make logical sense. Like, like I was going to name you something else and your mom and wanted to name. And I was just like, okay, like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so we went and packed the car up and then he, um, yeah, he told me to go up to the hotel room and luckily his, his girlfriend was, was with us on this trip and um, he like sped off and literally like um, chirped the wheels out and stuff like that. And I was like immediately like this is really seems kind of scary or like different. Um, yeah. And, and so I was like, yeah, really scared by that. And uh, yeah, he ended up really disappearing and was found a state or two away from where we were and had crashed the car and survived wow. and uh, was, was unharmed even. And we didn't know where he was this entire time. And so we just went off of, you know, we just had to figure out how to get home. And uh, my mom actually was able to rescue us in a sense. Um, I called her collect, you know, back in the day, there was these 1-800 call att commercials on and uh so we called from a payphone i called her and told her what happened and interestingly where she worked they had a place in ocean city the town we were in and the the one guy lived where she lived and he was going to drive back up in a day or two so there was like this real coincidence of of like we had this ride home um but mm. anyway so the anyway so yeah, my mom really saved the day and I was, was very scared and 
Um, anyway, Your mom and a random man that you didn't really know. I didn't really know him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. So, yeah. And part of me at that time just really took on this. This, well, I think for me, what was safer to believe was that, that my, that I, I was somehow a, a, a bad kid and, and made, brought this on in some right. way by not by, uh, whatever, enjoying myself and, and, and just enjoying our vacation. And maybe my dad, just is all kind of made up, right? It's like my dad feeling neglected and whatever. He turned to drinking for some reason that day out of that, out of mm. my, my own. Yeah. Me doing my own thing was, was not good. And, you know, yeah. By just being a kid and playing in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow you harmed dad and made him turn alcohol. And, and, and you're right. Like so many people, like it doesn't make logical sense, especially when you say it out loud, you know, that's not true. But when you really feel into the patterns that live within you, you can see how like that made sense to that little boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for sharing that. That's yeah. a really powerful story. And I, I really like, as you were sharing the, how you got rescued by mom and this guy that happened to live there, I realized that like, wow, okay. So like this seeking of the masculine mentor and figure uh, for you, not just from the absent dad, but like, it sounds like random men have shown up for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. And then I was even thinking of like, uh, you don't know me and here we are talking and uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. It's, it's... I've, yeah. I've really grown into accustomed into really like we can kind of said at the beginning, taking, taking risks, you know, just reaching out or trying something or someone new and seeing, seeing what happens there and uh, mm-hmm. um, being willing to experience somebody else and things. Yeah. We're going to have to just push pause on our conversation for today, but be sure to come back next week because as always, the conversation gets deeper and more insightful and we can really see the bigger arc of the picture. So be sure to check out the next episode so that you can continue receiving the medicine that our guest is so willingly sharing with us. Thank you for listening to My Life is the Medicine. We hope our guest story this week has inspired you to look closer at your own life. Maybe you heard some of your own story and their story through many of these experiences are common, ordinary experiences. And maybe something about their story was unique, which also might have inspired you to think about how your life, too, is unique. Either way, we hope our story today has helped you to see that your life, too, is the medicine. If you'd like to consider diving deeper into your own story and sharing your story with others, we hope you might consider joining us on a future episode. And if not, that's okay too. We hope you'll continue listening, keep reflecting, and help you see how your life too is the medicine. Take good care, and we'll see you next time.